And we climbed up this ladder and she's going through a passageway into the into a room where like the sailors would sleep in their bunks and stuff, not the officers. And I get to the top of the ladder and I'm going, oh, there's somebody over there behind that column. And I could see this shadow peeking out at me. And it's like, well, this is really cool. He wants to say hi. So like, I'm talking to him. It's, Hello, how are you? You know, don't be afraid. It's all cool. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Paranormal Among Us. Great show lined up for you today. Joanne Fawcett's going to be joining us talking about her encounters with UFOs. Very interesting stuff. Can't wait for you guys to hear this. Can't wait to talk about it, actually. Uh, but first, before I get to Joanne, I want to remind you guys that if you have any kind of ghost stories, seen aliens, poltergeist activities, anything that's paranormal, send me an email. ParanormalAmongUs72 at gmail.com. That's ParanormalAmongUs72 at gmail.com, and I'll be more than happy to read your story on the air on a future episode, or, like Joanne and a previous guest, if you want to come on and tell your story yourself, feel free. Come on on. We'll arrange all that for you. So right now, we're going to head over to the Boomcaster Hotline, and we are going to go up to rainy Oregon and meet Joanne Foster. Joanne, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it is I'm, rainy. It's fall. It's Portland. You know, we expect it. <laughs> I mean, you get rain most of the time, don't you? We we get a lot of rain all year long, but I mean, not not obviously not as much in the summer. But there were some right. rain showers in the summer. But it's all good. I love the fall. I, I go walking even when it's raining. I just put my boots and coat on. <laughs> a little bit of rain never hurt anybody. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you uh, joining us, uh, talking a little bit about uh, your paranormal history and uh, UFOs and, and all that. Um, you've been you've been feeling presence of ghosts for a long time now, haven't you? I have. I think it's definitely started probably when I was in my twenties. And if I if I had experiences when I was younger, I don't know. But um, I used to be married to a funeral director, and oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I usually would just sing at his funeral, uh, some of his funerals. And then one time we needed to transport a body from Southern California to Northern California. So I went along with him and it was just a small graveside service. And the lady that had passed was elderly and there were maybe two or three family members there that were elderly. And, you know, we just, the few of us, and I was just standing there while the, the ex did his thing. And all of a sudden I could feel this presence near me and it's like, Oh, the lady's here. How cool is that? And I, you know, obviously I didn't say anything and I didn't say anything out loud to anybody that was in there. I don't, yeah. I don't even think I told my ex ever these kind of stories. Yeah. And, um, but that, that was so cool that I, I knew that she was there and it didn't surprise me because I used to be a Mormon and, they teach you in the church that the spirit world is just, you know, right among us. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fast forward a year or two and we had moved to Ohio and his sister's mother-in-law had passed and I was singing. I mean, I sang at the service. And so I was sitting in the front of the chapel, but I could feel her presence like up in the, 
if I'm looking out of the audience, she was like in the upper left-hand corner of the room, hanging out, watching the service. And it's like, I can never see the spirits, like what they look like in person and physical right. form. Um, but I could, you know, sometimes see the shadows. I can sense the energy and like, oh, that's, that's cool. She's here. That That's wonderful. Oh, yeah, so yeah. that's, that's when that started. And then I forgot about it for years. So the, the gravesite was your first kind of ghostly uh, that encounter. I remember. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me about some of the other ones uh, that may be a little bit more uh, terrifying or, or whatever. For you. <laughs> I've had, I've had a couple that were, you know, on the border of terrifying. Um, there okay. is an aircraft carrier that is um, docked in Alameda, California, which is right next door to Oakland. And mm. it's called the USS Hornet. And it's a very famous naval, uh, you know, aircraft carrier, World War II history than other mm. years. But, um, and it's really famous for having lots of ghosts on it. And, uh, you know, it's part of the tourist attraction. But they're ghosts of either sailors who served on the ship or sailors who died and just heard about this cool place to hang out. So they just, you know, it's a big party. And so even they, they will do like, you know, overnights and things and they'll do right. docent led tours. Well, I had the opportunity. So I'll tell you the, the friendly part of the ship first, but I had the opportunity of being on there with two different psychic friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And the first time one of the, the first psychic I went on the ship with, uh, she was a docent also at that ship. And so we got to go in after hours, after all the other tourists had left for the day. And so we're walking around and the ship is kind of dark. And it's like, we're going down this one hallway. And I'm going, oh, it's a little cold in here, this hallway. And I could feel the, the, the I don't know if the walls were really wet, but they felt wet to the touch right. as if a lot of, and it could have just been condensation, but you know, I believe in ghosts, so it's okay. So then we walked down to the front of the ship and we were in the forecastle where the, the anchors are and the anchor chains and stuff. And so that, that was pretty cool. And then we climbed up this ladder and she's going through a passageway into the, into a room where like the sailors would sleep in their bunks and stuff, not the officers. And I get to the top of the ladder and I'm going, oh, there's somebody over there behind that column. And I could see this shadow peeking out at me. And it's like, well, this is really cool. He wants to say hi. So like, I'm talking to him. It's hello. How are you? You know, don't be afraid. It's all wow. cool. And then I, you know, walk through the door and, and tell my friend, oh, it's like, you know, I saw a ghost. And that was very exciting. And we were also in the, the chapel, which is on a different floor, I think. And we encountered a spirit who was hiding behind a box because that room had not been like remodeled yet for tourists. And he was very afraid. So I don't know if he died on the ship or whatever, but he was very nervous. And, you know, she could see him and she was talking to him and, and I was talking to him, whether I'm sure he heard me, but it's like just trying to calm him down and let him know that we were friendly and, you know, we were not there to harm him or anything. So, so that was really cool. And then kind of the terrifying part of that is my ex, um, there had been alien activity on that ship and that the military dealt with. And I, I remember uh, my ex that was in the military that dealt with UFOs and stuff. He had said, well, you know, let me know what, what kind of vibe you get off the medical bay. Cause the medical bay had not been made ready for tourists. And so it's like, okay. Right. So I think the medical bay might've been across the hall from the chapel and so I could just, we could put our hands up to the door and it's like, whoa, negative stuff on the other really? side of that. And that was, I mean, that was 
ter that was terrifying because I didn't know about the alien activity on the ship yet. He just, you mm -hmm. know, would say, go, go check it out. It's like, okay. And it's like, so there was negative energy on the other side of that door still. And it's like, okay, we're not even going to see if we can go in there. And, um, yeah. So that was really cool. But then you go, like when I've been on the flight deck, uh, yeah, the flight deck where the planes take off or the jets take off and stuff. Um, my father-in-law has always been there. I've done it twice with the two different psychics and he's always stood right next to me. And he died before I met him. I met his, his son. So it's like, mm -hmm. I never met him in person, but I have this great relationship with him now as a, a deceased person. So he's always there, you know, kind of as my champion and stuff. And I've taken a cool picture of him. Well, I took a picture of like just looking into the hangar bay one day. Mm -hmm. And what I got back when I developed the film was like this image of him and his goggles. And it's like, okay, that's really cool. Wow. And another funny story from the Hornet is like, there's a women's restroom on like the main hangar bay. Mm -hmm. And um, it used to be the engine room. So there's a couple of male ghosts in there that like to hang out and freak out. Well, they like to play jokes on the women that are using the restroom. And it's like, okay, dude, don't, don't spy on me when I'm using the loop. <laughs> but if yeah. you could, again, I took photos of outside the restroom and you could see the energy of the spirits. So that, you know, it's like, okay, I know you're here. And mm -hmm. people have often, uh, seen the ghost of like a cat, one of the captains, like walking along one of the catwalks. So that's, that's really cool. Um, now, one of the times I was on the ship with my English psychic friend, we had, by that time you could go through the, the medical bay and it was fine, but we were in this other little hallway and all of a sudden we just got, Oh, there's something here. And she has the ability to see the spirit, in their full physical form, what they looked like when they were alive. And this poor young sailor had died on the ship. And I don't know what year, but it might've, you know, like in the early years of the ship's history, and there had been some kind of negative, I mean, there'd been some kind of confrontation with aliens on the ship right. and he got his arm, this is graphic, but he got his arm ripped off by some weird alien. And right. my friend has the ability to like channel the spirits mm -hmm. and but it was more than channeling she was talking to it i was just standing watching her transform and he really wanted to take her over and because he was just so beside himself and she was trying to calm him and and help him pass and you know transition on to the other side and right. and you know i was gonna like just put my arms on her like to you know are you okay she goes don't touch me because she just she didn't want me to be involved with that Finally, right. she got a hold of his dad and his dad was able to help him cross over. But that, that was pretty terrifying. I'd never seen wow, that yeah, happen. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've had that kind of experience, but. I personally wow. haven't. I, 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 unfortunately, I haven't experienced many, um, ghosts or, or any UFOs or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm looking for it and stuff, but nothing ever comes to me. I mean, I have, my wife has, um, I've oh, talked cool. to, uh, Plenty of people who have, but uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty interesting. Um, well, another time. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say another time when I was in England visiting my friend, we she took me to a bunch of little castles and stuff in her area. And one of them is the famous Dover Castle, you know, one of the 
obviously, I think I kept thinking it was Henry VIII, but I think it was more like Henry the, you know, mm -hmm. before him. Anyway, it's a cool big castle on the cliffs of Dover, and it's it's definitely restored and you know, a tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. And we walk up the big steps, and there's like a room next to the throne room for the sentries or something. You know, the guards would be sitting there, I guess. And she's, I'm in the doorway to take pictures just as a tourist. And she is like standing to my right in like a window and all, of, and there's a window on the opposite side of the room. And all of a sudden this blue energy just comes straight towards me and shoots through me. It's like, Oh, a colorful ghost. And that was so, cause I could feel it go right through me. And I've never had that before. And that was so exciting. What did it and, feel like? It just, it felt like cold, a cold, blast of cold air going through you. Really? And they didn't linger. They just, you yeah. know, well, we got to go. <laughs> the king needs us. I don't know. And, we and got we stuff to do. The, Get out of our way, lady. I got to I go. know. It's like, you know, he's called us. It's like, oh, God, I'm in your way. And, you know, we went into the, the throne room. And this isn't a ghosty thing, but it was so cool because I had a, like, past life moment where at that moment I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I had lived in medieval times and I lived in that castle at some point. It's like, oh, I've been here. I know this place. This is obviously, a, you know, probably a lady in waiting or something. I, mm -hmm. I didn't resonate with I'm a kitchen maid type of thing. But, um, right. but I've, I've been told that I did live in the medieval era and, uh -huh. you know, I was, you know, a court person. So I was like, that's yeah, it, cool. It, it, it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I was talking with a, a, a spirit medium and oh. he commented that I've been here and back like this will be my 28th time. Wow. Like, Never heard that before. So yeah, I, I guess I've I'm an old soul. I've had I many know. lives. Yeah. And, you know, far back is like 800 BC. I was a, a Chinese protege at some fancy, mm -hmm. you know, martial arts place, kind of like the, the TV show Kung Fu, because I, I like to use my hands and I could, mm -hmm. you know, I do energy stuff with my hands. So it's like, you know, it goes back that far. But I, I've been many things, woman, man, you know, mother, father, you know, son, daughter, been a doctor, a newspaper boy. I've been lots of things. <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, and you're, these uh, ghost stories and paranormal stories aren't just uh, centered around the United States. You spent time in, like you said earlier, time I was in England. In Eng I've more... been to England five times, and uh -huh. it was usually to speak at various UFO conferences. And then, you know, most many of the visits, I would hook up with my uh, English friend. She's a trans mm -hmm. medium. So sometimes she would just take me places, you know, they're tourist places, but often you know we were going to see if there was any spirit activity and there's a not a ring but there's a series of five forts along the eastern coast of england that are called the sink port and it was like to guard you know the coast of england right. and one of them was kind of fancy because that's where the warden of the sink port would live and it was it was just beautiful and like at somebody's house and we didn't feel anything woo woo there but we went down the road to where the military fort was mm -hmm. And the top floors are just fine and you're getting the feel for the life of the fort and you go down in the, the bottom, the, you know, the basement level mm -hmm. or, you know, the lower level. Um, and you know, it's where 
they'd shoot the guns or the arrows out of the little windows. And we, right. we went to this one and it's near the dungeon. They have a dungeon. And we went to this one part and my friend's going, Oh, somebody doesn't want us here. And we could feel this ooh kind of negative energy. It's like, we got to go. <laughs> and so we left because yeah. when you get the feeling you got to go and they don't want you, let's, let's go. It's like, mm -hmm. okay. And, and that wasn't terrifying, terrifying, but you know, it wasn't friendly because often mm -hmm. it's just friendly. And, and another time we were, went to a workhouse where the poor would go like in the 17, 1800s, you know, they were really mm -hmm. poor and they needed a place to live and they would put them to work. And, um, you know, you had the men separated from the women and the children or else everybody's separated and they don't keep the families together. And so we, we did the, you know, we walked around and saw all the places and we, we went into like a courtyard, which was like the men's recreation yard, kind of like just like a walled in garden area so they could hang out and, you know, play games or whatever. And we sat down and my friends started not feeling well. And there was a spirit trying to contact her and we finally just got up and, you know, I had to make sure she got something to eat because it was really affecting like her diabetes and stuff. She just really started feeling ill all of a sudden. And she just, you know, I don't know what he was trying to communicate, but it was a just, you know, a sad, heavy energy. So we, we left. Really? But then when we left the whole place, we're looking up into these windows and it's like, oh, bye. And there's these shadows waving the at you. It's like, okay, bye. We had a great time. Thanks. And, wow. you know, thanks for letting us be here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's better than, uh, you know, kicking you out and, and, and following you and, and you know, doing yeah, no, I, I've you. never had something negative attach and follow me home. Yeah. So that's really good. But, that's um, good. yeah, one time we were, oh, where were we? Oh, <sighs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. Um, there's a place called Blickling Hall, and it's in the county of Norfolk, and it's where Anne Boleyn was born. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if her dad owned it for a while or not, but what, whatever, she was born there. And I don't know if she lived there very long, but it's just a lovely manor house, and it's it's really cool. And, you, you know, I love going to that kind of stuff. And we did the house, and we did the gardens, and, mm -hmm. and in one room of the – well, we went down the stairs to get to another part of the house and my friend's going, Oh, somebody's going from, you know, she, she found a lady in nice clothes, you know, hurrying down the stairs as if she's going to meet somebody she shouldn't be downstairs or she was coming, you know, she was meeting somebody upstairs that she should, you know, it was mm -hmm. a clandestine rendezvous that we were seeing her go or, you know, come or go from. It was pretty funny. And she was very surprised to see us. And she was very surprised that my friend could see her in full clothes, you know, full dress. And it was yeah. pretty funny. And we went into the room that was like the, the manor house owner's like study. And there were other people in the room. So we have to be quiet about what we see. Mm -hmm. And we could see, you know, some presence over by one of the windows. And later when I had taken a picture, you could see the, it's like a distortion of the, you know, the air. Mm -hmm. And but I could see this glimmery thing over there and these people are looking at us. What are you talking about? Nah, 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 nothing. Everything's fine. <laughs> but you know, you could just tell when something's there. And, and yeah. I love that because for me, again, it, it hasn't, it's usually not a negative thing. So I, I love that kind of thing. Um, and I, I love knowing that the spirits are just right there. 
and you know it's not a far off place and yeah. they're just walking among us really you know it's just a you know a slip of the dimension mm-hmm. so you know guarding really us cool. you know checking in see how their loved ones are or you know whatever yeah. I, mean, I mean most of them yeah. i'm sure aren't aren't harmful just you know. right and you know it's like even now i i work with the channeling medium not my friend in england but um mm-hmm. that i i met while i was living in california now we just do it online but you know i have talked to i've had lengthy conversations with both of my parents and I don't think I talked to my grandparents, but I've talked to like a great grandma from back several generations wow. in Germany. So like, what was that like? And, you know, I've talked to other famous people where we've had group sessions and they'll come in and teach the group. And it's like, whoa, you know, it's like, it is so cool to get messages from people that we know about, but yeah. now are not living. And it's like, and they still have valuable things to say or people that lived hundreds of years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's just amazing. I I love it. So. That is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. So you also deal with um, UFO. And you also have a book out. Um, I do. Uh, Midlife Magic. Um, we'll be, we'll we'll kind of plug that here in in a little bit. Um, but I kind of want to get to these uh, UFO stories that you were sharing with me. Uh, okay. Before when we talk when we talked before. Um, do you do you remember the first? UFO that you saw? I, well, I think so. Yes, I think so. Um, I've had a series and some of them kind of were pretty close together, but I think I remember. Mm -hmm. And and again, the reason why I saw them, because I grew up in the fifties, we watched Martian movies and then, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't think much about UFOs. It's like, okay, whatever. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just a cool movie. And Then I was married to this guy who was in military intelligence, as was his father. And for the military, they dealt with a lot of UFO stuff. So I started learning more and more about it, started going to conferences. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I was speaking at them. One time I had gone to Phoenix just to visit some friends. And he was always saying, well, remember to look up. And okay, so each each of the two nights, we would go out for walks. And one, one night, nothing. And we'd be just talking and walking and looking up, but we didn't see anything. And then we went to a different neighborhood the next night where this, you know, you could see the sky much better and the houses weren't as close together and everything. And and all of a sudden we're talking and I'm looking up, I go, uh, you guys, there's that star that looks really close and it's blinking hello or blinking, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. pulsating and not just like twinkle, twinkle, little star type of thing. It was like, it, it, it's like clearly it's set, right. you know getting our attention and they both saw it and i would go home and i'd say hey you know this is what i saw well you know my friends are following you around making sure you're okay and they were just saying hi it's like okay cool and i remember another time another time i you know i used to live in the bay area of northern california and mm-hmm. th- that particular husband happens to be in prison and so I had to leave early one morning to like to go towards Sacramento where he was. And I'm, I'm driving along the two lane highway and I couldn't see the actual craft, but all of a sudden there's again, this really bright light, you know, it's right there in my vision. And then all of a sudden it was gone mm-hmm. and then it would light up again. And then it was gone. It's like, Oh, okay. Your friends are saying hello again. And, you know, sure enough. And he, he knew who they were. But it's like, well, this is really cool. I'm having my own little thing. Uh-huh. And 
one of the times I went to England, and I, even like in 2010, I didn't see it, but I was giving a series of talks at a, a conference that was created just for me to go give a series of talks. And during one of the breaks, and this is broad daylight, people were going, there's a UFO like right out the window. And it's like, okay, well, this is cool again. It's like, yeah. I didn't really think, well, maybe they're following me around because, you know, sometimes I've been to other conferences and people have gone outside and seen UFOs in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And I it didn't, didn't think for a minute, well, it's just because of me. Uh, anyway, right. um, one of the times I was in England, my, another, a different friend, um, drove me from the conference in the northern part. We were going towards Cornwall to speak at another one. And we were staying at this fun hotel that looks like a castle and we're sitting outside the bar area. And um, she's, you know, she was always pointing her iPhone up at the sky trying to get pictures and she'd zoom in and go, what's that, what's that dark circle thing up there? I go, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and we're always hoping it's a UFO. And then we go to Cornwall and I did my thing. And then we went to Glastonbury. She has a friend there and we were going to spend the night. And so we went kind of into the woods because we were looking for fairies and that's what we were looking for. But then we're looking up and the stars are starting to come out. I'm going, um, that star just went zip, zip, you know, like did a zigzag. I go, I don't think that's just a star. I think that's got to be one don't do that guys. either. Yeah. No. And yeah. it was, again, it was my ex's friends keeping an eye yeah. on me. Which is like, oh, cool! I've got my own personal bodyguards, you know, checking, you, you know, following and protecting me. So, you know, I just I left it at that. And I've been on sky watches, mm -hmm. where um, a lot of the group either we've take turns using night vision goggles. So I've seen mm -hmm. different craft flying back and forth doing that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll have the night vision goggles hooked up to a video mm -hmm. camera, so the whole group can see what we're seeing. One time we were out. I don't know, some park where they have like a railroad museum and it's near Travis Air Force Base, which is in Northern California between San Francisco and Sacramento. Okay. And you know, everybody's using the night vision goggles and I didn't need, I didn't care because there were so many people. It's like, oh, I, you know, I'll just see what I see. And there's these two different shooting stars, which were so slow. It's like, those are the worst shooting stars ever or they're not a shooting star. So again, <laughs> you know, it's like they would have been, some somebody in their craft, you know, flying by so that we knew that they weren't a shooting star. It's uh -huh. like, well, you know, if you're not on the night vision goggles, you, you, you know, you should have a turn seeing us too. So it's like, it, it was, it was amazing. And my best sighting was just a few, well, several years back, because it was before COVID mm -hmm. and I was turning 65. So okay, it had to be four years ago. So four years ago, I'm at a, a two day visit with the ex and he has to go several times a day and night. He has to go to like the door to be counted like, okay. And we're in a little apartment and there's a patio. So he goes to the door to be counted. Then he's standing outside. It's nine 30 at night. And he goes, come out here. It's like, okay. And he goes, look up. And there is this giant triangular craft that, I don't know how anybody else missed it, but you know, it, mm -hmm. it was there. I saw it. It had red lights. I could hear the engine going, whoop, 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 whoop. And it was only like a thousand, two thousand feet above us. Wow. And it was going really slowly. So I'm going, do, and, and again, the prison is near Travis Air Force. So I go, do we have anything that 
flies that low, that slow? He goes, no, because we do have triangular craft in our military. And he goes, right. yeah, but that's not one of ours. I go, do you know who that is? And he goes, yeah, she wanted you to see her. Well, I mean, I couldn't see her, but you know, she right. wanted you to know she was flying by. It's like, okay. And a couple of minutes later, she did another pass. So two times, you know, within a few minutes of each other, it's like, well, that's the best birthday present I've ever had. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> it was my birthday. And it's yeah. like that, that it's like, I'll never forget that. That is amazing. It's like, I, again, I don't that's... know if anybody else saw it. I don't know that it was uh -huh. reported, but it's like, I have my own personal UFO right up close sighting for my birthday. So that was but the, the best important thing. thing is that you saw it on your birthday. That's, that's what I counts. did. You right. know, he and I both saw it and I did see it. It was my birthday. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. that, that's wonderful. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, those, those are my personal experiences and I hope to have many more. So we'll see. Yeah. Now you mentioned when you were talking about your ex and the, the UFOs, you mentioned um, him calling them his friends. I explain right. that a little bit to me. He's grown up. I mean, alien species have known him at least, especially one since he was a baby, but he's grown up in this world. And even when he was like seven, he was allowed to go to a, a treaty conference that was held in Southern England that his dad helped organize and was in charge of security. And so he got to see like hundreds of species coming and going and going to the big ceremonies. And he got to hang out with some of their children. So it's never scared him, mm -hmm. I guess, unless he's doing, you know, hand to hand combat, but he grew, you know, he grew up in a military family. He went into the military and he's been working with aliens forever. One of his, there's a, a reptilian species called for the short term, we just call them raptors, but they look like the, the raptors in Jurassic World, which are my mm -hmm. favorite movies. <laughs> and because they started out as, I mean, they still are dinosaurs. They started out on this planet as dinosaurs. And millions of years ago, most of them left the planet to colonize space. So they have a huge empire out in space. And this is just one of hundreds of species. But they, you know, they, they are born, they originated on this planet. So they believe that earth is their mother world and they're this fascinating species of highly educated believe in culture have this strong family values you know they also have a really strong military they have a female empress and it's a very co complicated and sophisticated society and um but he's worked with them you know he's known them since he was a kid and he's worked with them in the military. So even though they're scary looking, but they're also beautiful because their, their leather has beautiful colors and things mm -hmm. and they can speak lots of languages. And so he's worked with them. I mean, he's been their friends for years and he's worked with them in the military for years. So I just call them, you know, they're his friends because yeah. he gets re along really well with them. It's like, okay. And he can speak their language. So it's kind of fascinating to hear really? that. Interesting. And it's like, I know so many cool things about this. Like, I want to meet them. I want to meet them. But there's, there's bans against civilians meeting up personally with aliens. So that hasn't happened, but you know, they know, they know who I am. Their empress likes me. You know, they have great respect for me. Mm -hmm. Totally aside from him. Cause. And it, and it sounds like, they, like you said before, they're, they're following you around and kind of protecting you, make sure you're okay. They do. And I had, one of the times I was speaking in England, 
because I, I have learned since I've worked with this channeling medium now that I do have a raptor as a spirit guide. Oh, and okay. she's a, a raptor sorceress and she sounds so cool. And I can't speak their language, but she has spoken to me once through the mm. channeling medium. She doesn't like to do that very much because she's she is alive. And um, but I remember when I was speaking in England one time, I I always feel the the energetic presences behind me when I'm speaking. It's it's a, a lovely, you know, buoys me up. Mm -hmm. And my father-in-law is always behind my left shoulder, and there's, you know fairies or whoever are like behind me. And then this one time there was this really, there was a lot of heat coming off from whoever was behind my right side. And I often close my talks with a, a, a quote by a Raptor Senator who was 300 years old in 1971, who gave this quote, he gave a talk at a conference or treaty conference. And it, it's about, it's just how every, the universe is abundant and the universe is infinite and we're all connected no matter what you look like and no matter who you are and where you're from. And, you know, it's just a message that speaks to my heart every time. And she was right behind me and it's like, whoa, <laughs> somebody really <laughs> strong is right behind me. And three yeah. psychic people from the audience came up and said, uh, uh, we saw all the stuff behind you. And one of them was a reptilian. I go, yeah. <laughs> and this one guy, I remember, and, and I've seen him a few times when I've been at England, uh -huh. you know, in British conferences. And he goes, you know, I never really believed your stories. And I go, I know. He would sit in the audience and roll his eyes whenever I was giving a talk. And it's like, I, I know, it's, it's okay. I don't expect everybody to believe me. He goes, but I saw what was behind you. I go, thank you. Yeah. So he goes, he believes that, but, um, you know, maybe not so much that my husband was involved in this. I don't, it's, it's just interesting because depending on what you're talking about, they might not want to know mm. what I talk about. If it's space related, they like to hear more, or if they tend to believe it more, if it had happened right here on the planet. Right. Um, I don't know. It's like, well, aliens come and go, you know, they're out there. They come to the earth. Some of them live here all the time. Some of them just visit here. Some of them come here and do terrible things, mm -hmm. you know, so it doesn't matter to me where they are. It just speaks to their scientific ability if they can get here. Yeah. Um, now you, you said your, your ex worked with them. What exactly were they doing? Can you even say what they were doing? Well, often, often if there were, negative aliens with negative intentions towards humans. Mm -hmm. You know, there have been a couple of times where there have been whole invasion fleets heading towards Earth mm -hmm. and our military alien alien military that's, you know, our allies, fairy, you know, lots of elemental, all mm -hmm. kinds of groups come together and different countries, militaries come together and work together to protect the Earth. And again, especially because the raptors help us a lot because this was their mother world and they want to protect the planet. They don't necessarily are happy with us because we haven't taken care of the planet, but right. they do want to protect the planet. They don't want another species <clears throat> taking over and doing bad things here. And there are definitely other species who come here and work with terrorists and promote terrorist activities because they want to take over, they want to enslave us, they want our resources. So often when you hear of, of wars in Syria and 
you know, at certain malls or major kidnappings, or mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't doubt the Ukraine, there's usually a negative alien working with the government that's, you know, in charge of all that. So our raptor friends and other alien allies will often help our militaries, mm-hmm. you know, protect us. So that's, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. And, you know, their their bases are you know, underwater in mountains or but all all of the above there are species who have bases in the oceans if mm-hmm. you've ever seen the movie the abyss you remember okay. that did you ever see yeah. okay i love that movie and i had to watch it another time after i knew more about aliens cuz it mm-hmm. there is an alien species called the nereids that that's where king neptune is you know that's his species and apparently they look just like or very similar to that, not jellyfish, but, you know, the transparent looking being that the right. guy makes, fr- you know, the whatever, the, right. the Navy guy, the, whoever it is that goes down and leaves the submarine and, you know, gets, you know, rescued by that that being that you can see right through them. And there's these beautiful lights. And it's like, I love it. Um, <laughs> they help us. And there are, are species who have bases on the moon. Lots of species have bases on the moon. And there's species, you know, there's, there's bases in Australia and lots in South Africa. There's some mm-hmm. in North Africa. There's a, a, or I would call them an, or an enemy species has a bases in North Africa. And they could be other places. You know, they've had, they've had, they've been in, like when we went to Afghanistan after 9-11, you know, that was often right. a cover because of all the bad alien activity that was going on there. Right. You yeah. know, you hear stories about, you know, aliens or UFOs coming out of volcanoes, out of mountains, out of uh, mesas and stuff. And, you know, who knows? That could be uh, going in and out of their their bases there. Well, there's... There is, and I don't know how active it is today, but in New Mexico, in the northern part of New Mexico, in, in the mountains, basically, because, yeah, mm-hmm. um, on an Apache reservation is the Dulce, you know, the Dulce Mesa, and there's a underground base there that's really, it's really famous for the conflict that happened there, but it was, it was built, like, it started being built in the 40s. And it became this huge thing where a lot of kidnapped humans would be taken there for horrible experiments. And, you know, a lot of people know about it. And, and, and my ex was involved with a rescue mission there. And so he, he edited a report that went to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, like in 2001 or something like that. So I, I give a talk about it. And, mm-hmm. but I've been to Dulce because they used to have little conferences there. And it was one of my favorite conferences because you have the, the locals who live there and you're sitting around with these lovely, you know, Apache people who are telling their stories of, yeah, we see UFOs flying around here all the time because they will still go in and out of that, that base. And yeah, there's evidence of Sasquatch all over the place because they're, mm-hmm. they're there to help protect the grounds and the base and, you know, make sure the humans, you know, tourists don't get too close. And, yeah. and it's just amazing. I, I love just sitting there listening to them talk as if like, yeah, it's kind of an everyday recurrence. We'll just sit out outside our house in our lawn chairs and, oh, there goes another one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like, you know, if you really want to get the lowdown on what's happening, just sit and talk to the locals who are just used to that. And it'd be, yeah. I was amazed and happily surprised that they would share. 
So, I might have to take I a trip down there and take my there. camera and and uh, get some get some guests on there down there. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah, it, it's funny because the last time I was there, they the first time I was there speaking, only a few locals wanted to share because they're very private. Mm -hmm. And and then the next time I went there to speak, they even had like a whole session where the locals could get up and tell their stories, and it's so touching. Mm -hmm. And they're so, such lovely people. Anyway, mm -hmm. I, I loved being there. But, yeah. you know, the, well, the, what went on in the base was terrible and horrifying and just right. awful. And um, yeah. But the, the people that live in the area are beautiful. You have, you have seen and, and heard and done a lot, uh, especially with the, the paranormal and all that stuff. Let's, let's plug your book, Midlife Magic. Where Thank can people you. get that? Um, Amazon, all the usual online mm -hmm. places. It's hardback. It's ebook. And I also have a website, dragonhillbooks.net. If they want a signed copy, I always keep some in stock. And I'm, the last weekend of October, if anybody wants to run over to Northern California, um, in Newark, California, I'm going to be speaking at the Mystical Minds Convention. It's, okay. it's, Friday night, October 27th and 28th, I'm speaking Saturday afternoon. So I'm going to be talking about the connection with certain alien species, magic, spirit, you know, elementals, and how we're all connected as a community. Mm -hmm. And I'll have my books there too. So if you want to come awesome. see me in person. <laughs> awesome. I will definitely put a make, put a, a plug in for that. Um, and, and the midlife magic, that's it's all about your paranormal journey? Half of it is about... My paranormal, my UFO, my fairy, what I know about fairies, and my, my witchy practice. And, and mm -hmm. talks about how I've changed my life, because back then I, well, I changed it significantly in my 40s. But how I changed my life from, you know, and by, so half of it is on my cool new journey and things I, I love to talk about and share. The first half is about my first, well, it's about all my marriages. <laughs> so the first six that went south and there's a few chapters on at the time we, we, we were still together, husband number seven in prison, the military guy. And, mm -hmm. you know, how I met him, what it's like being a prison wife and, and just what I learned from him about all these cool things and stuff. Um, now we're divorced and the next book is not going to be a nice book about him, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but the first book, because if I hadn't have been married so many times and learned so many cool things, I wouldn't have been so open to all these, you know, woo woo weird stuff that people think uh -huh. still think are fringy, but I love it. You know, I'm old, I'm weird. I don't care. <laughs> well, you, you certainly have had a great life and a lot of uh, great information that you're sharing with others. And, and um, we appreciate you, you doing that. Well, thank you. I, I love, obviously love talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. All I right, get twos that I'm a Leo, so it's coming out in all this. <laughs> all right, Joanne, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's, been, it's been great. A lot of information. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll have the link for your book. And so everybody can uh, go out and get a copy of her book. Great. Thank you so much. And that's all the time we have for now. My thanks to Joanne Foster for joining us today. Great interview. We just had, Make sure you head on over to Amazon to pick up a copy of her book, Midlife Magic. And then also go to dragonhillbooks.net if you would like, if you're interested in getting a signed copy of her book. Also, if you're in the California area, Mystical Minds Convention on October 27th and 28th. 
Uh, she will be speaking at, at that conference along with uh, a bunch of other uh, guest speakers. So my thanks again to Joanne Fawcett. Great time, great interview. Appreciate it, Joanne. And my thanks to you guys for watching. And remember, if you guys have a paranormal story that you would like to share or if you would like to be a guest on the show, paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. That's paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to get back to you. Thank you guys for watching again. Until we meet again, everybody, stay safe. And I will see you on the next episode of Paranormal Among Us. Thank you.